Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Real Time Crime. We love to see you, our sexy social sleuths. Welcome back. Today, we're going to be discussing the Lori Arnold case, Rachel Del Tondo, Scott Peterson, and more. And with me, I have my wonderful co-host... Teddy Mellencamp. Hi, guys. <laughs> and sometimes Dimitri, who, by the way, mouthed your intro, Teddy. I know. Because were you so excited? You thought I was going to pause again, didn't you? No, like I, thought you were gonna do the, I thought you were going to do the thing that you always do. You go, Teddy Mellencamp. <laughs> I, I actually was trying something else out, but thanks for blowing my cover. I felt like maybe something was wrong. I was just checking in. Well, you know what? So something is you. wrong, you guys. Like, <gasps> normally I'm researching crimes and i feel so therapeutic to me and i think because the holidays are coming up and so many crimes are coming in i like have anxiety with how much <laughs> has happened like my husband came in he's like you don't look like you slept for days <laughs> so I was like researching the podcast i'm like i know there's just so many crimes there's so much i mean it feels like it's tripling i agree especially in los angeles that's yeah. number one, where I think apparently now we're officially known as Gotham City. <sighs> it's uh, pretty bleak here in L.A., but I think our, we should talk about our first crime, which is the fact that I'm not dressed as Elizabeth Holmes. What's the what you had something else you had to do today that you can wear a black turtleneck? Thank you. I while I do want everyone to think that I only wear black turtlenecks and yes, I do own 14 of them. I think that's actually starting to become a mental illness. <laughs> it's it actually. You think? I have a black turtleneck for every occasion. I've got a I've got a crop top black turtleneck. I have a dress turtleneck. I have a sleeveless turtleneck. There, this is like a, you a, even a have shoe. a mock turtleneck on currently. Yeah, I know. Thank You're, you, Teddy. Well, I, that's me with hoodies every day. I just can't. It's this is my this is my um, this is my attire. This is my Elizabeth Holmes is different uh hoodies in different colors it works for you i just think that i think turtlenecks frame your face well and we know because J- galane maxwell i almost said Gislaine. what's wrong with me Gal- uh, but it's, that's what we want to call her we want to call her Gislaine. we want to call her Gislaine. <laughs> we we want to call her a lot of things especially after the additional updates that we've been seeing on the trial not really from press but 
Okay. Yeah. But moral of the story is she also always wears turtlenecks for the most part. And I think they just make you look sexier. And so does Elizabeth Holmes. There's a theme here. And so maybe I will become a criminal podcaster. Yeah. Is, is the theme sexier or is the theme committing crimes? Uh, well, I, I, I commit crimes when I wear turtlenecks. After you've had a couple kids and some extra necks, like there is no, like I'm like this. But, you know, speaking of crimes that are mysteriously discharged <laughs> we've got oj simpson why do you let me do, why did, was i allowed to do a segue i because i felt like you were doing a nice job of it so continue <laughs> on dimitri i've never seen you roll your eyes harder do you just pop a blood vessel in your eye okay continue on with oj okay teddy wants to kill me there are gonna be there's gonna be another crime on this podcast okay so oj simpson is once again a free man. Also, that's already a hilarious statement. He was discharged from his parole two months early. And I would just like for everyone to take note, just to take note, he was acquitted in 1995, but two years later lost a civil trial. And he was ordered to pay $33.5 million in damages. So he technically was held accountable for the murders but for some reason, that has just always been overlooked. Anyway, so he was on parole and then released from prison in 2017 for the Las Vegas kidnapping and armed robbery in 2007. And his parole was scheduled to end February 9th. But on November 30th, the Nevada Board of Parole Commissioners held a quote unquote early discharge hearing for Simpson after receiving a written recommendation from the Nevada Division of Parole and Probation. So they said that the decision to grant early discharge from parole was ratified. Um, basically, the board voted on unanimous release of Simpson. And he only served nine of a 33-year sentence. So I'm not sure if you remember this, but he was released in October of that year. Because also during a robbery in 2007, he was part of a group that raided a hotel and casino to steal sports memorabilia at gunpoint. So for those of you who are unfamiliar, Simpson, who starred for the Buffalo Bills in the 1970s and is the 21st leading rusher in NFL history, said that the items belonged to him. And Simpson spent a lifetime in the limelight, first for his athletic prowess in college and the NFL, and then as an actor and pitch man, and then as a murder suspect in the 1994 killing of his ex-wife, Nicole Brown Simpson, and her friend Ron Goldman, I actually am always triggered by this because my legal last name is Goldman. No relation. <laughs> <laughs> Just had to make this about me somehow. Thank you. And he pleaded 100% not guilty, of course. And then that's when he was acquitted. And then two years later, lost the civil trial. What do we think? Did he serve his time? Was he let off easy? What's our OJ decision? Well, I actually making it about me i have met yeah. oj simpson <laughs> uh-huh yeah do you remember the restaurant i mean it might still be open koi it's on la cienega it used to be like the sushi hot spot i was there and oj simpson was there as well and to me this is a crime without anybody asking he just started asking people if they wanted to take his picture and i was like who does that? It's one thing if somebody comes up and they're like, hi, nice to meet you. I'm your biggest fan. Can I take your picture? Or it's just, I'm your biggest fan. You can tell they're nervous. They want to get your picture, but they're scared to ask. That was not happening. He was just sitting at the table, arms wide, like, who wants my picture? Who when, wants so so was he was this? trying wait, so he was trying to be a mall Santa? Pretty much. I mean, it was <laughs> so uncomfortable that and, and everybody's like. You know, at this time, I mean, I don't remember what year this was. I but don't was it before the murders? No. Af how how old do you think I am, Dimitri? Hilarious. It was, it was 1994. Like Dimitri, the <laughs> I was like 14. This is one of those times when it's going to be sometimes Dimitri and not sometimes, sometimes Dimitri. Dimitri. I remember the OJ case because we all went to library and watched the like at in high school and watched like the the chase from in the bronco TV. yes that was the only wow. place we had a tv at my school so we all went there to watch it but no um 
And now everyone has a TV in their hand at all times. Correct. But yeah, that that happened with OJ. I personally think if you keep committing crimes, (laughs) maybe you shouldn't keep getting let out early. If you commit the crimes, you do the time. He he does. Maybe it's just bad luck follows him. And, you know, this is a jury of his peers, the three of us. (laughs) We are sentencing him back to jail. But, you know, I do think the mall Santa moment is a little ridiculous. Did anyone sit on his lap? And he's like, all I want for Christmas is the charges dropped. What I can say is that people did take him up on the offer. (laughs) Oh, my God. I know. I was like, "Mm." I'll just have a spicy tuna crispy rice. Thank you. Hilarious. If Ted Bundy was there, I would have done it. He was hot. Leah, (laughs) this is something that's an inside voice. We've talked about this, about saying mass murderers were hot or attractive or sexy. We're we're trying not to to do that a little less, Leah, remember? We're going to try to do that a little less. This next one we're going to have to go through very quickly. Um, But while we're on the topic of NFL players, Kevin mm. Ware's missing girlfriend. They think that sh- they found her remains. <sighs> Go and on, he is already in jail, denied bail because of his involvement in Pomaski's death. I, I feel like the the part that's very bizarre to me is how long went b- before her parents made her missing person. I agree with that completely. The first time I saw this story was that she was last seen on April 25th, but her family filed the missing persons report on May 10th, only after realizing that she didn't contact them on Mother's Day. Yeah. I and mean- <laughs> I'm like, this sounds really narcissistic. They're like, um, this is weird. We didn't get a present. Where are my roses? <laughs> I mean, this... It, it's 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 a hard pill to swallow. Only a mother's that one. love, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, he he already he already has a history. I'm trying to figure out how to say this without getting in trouble. He already has a history of abuse towards her, according to her friends. Right, and he was also arrested on drug charges and weapon charges in April, and then he was released on bond but then arrested again for failing to appear in court so kind of seems like he's a repeat offender (sighs) it was just showing like lack showing lack of empathy for sure i mean failing to show up in court already says something but also i have a question if your girlfriend is missing that long aren't you the one to maybe contact her parents Mm. and or the police I mean, maybe you can say with the parents not contacting, maybe they don't have that type of relationship where they talk all the time. Right. However, if that is your significant other, you're talking. And yeah, last she so, was seen was leaving a party and it's just disturbing. The so entire. I think that that is probably going to be the best evidence that this is your significant other and then you just mysteriously don't contact them for three weeks or bring up the fact that they're missing yeah that should be the definite it's definite... very brian laundry i oh, was gonna say gone, that go camping you know what's so funny is i was gonna say that and then i was like teddy and dimitri are gonna gang up on me you know let's <laughs> let's take down we, you know i'm very open to your brian laundry conversations as long <laughs> as they don't continue on for much longer which brings me to Jana duger <laughs> Wow. Beautiful. Um, She does it again, ladies and gentlemen. Well, you know what? Jana Duger breaks her silence following child endangerment, shares the raw facts. I'm only sharing this because the media has been having a field day with it all. Yes. The former reality star began in a statement on Tuesday, December 14th via Instagram story. I prefer a more private life, but I know my last name means that everything we do is open to public criticism and interest, especially during this time. I was babysitting a few months ago and one of the children wandered outside alone. A passerby who saw the child called the police. This resulted in a written citation, as well as a follow up with child welfare who concluded that it was an accident and the child was unharmed. Okay. I've done a lot of babysitting 
And I understand that may, that accidents happen. But I don't think that this is something people are having a field day over. This is a huge accident, a huge mistake. Like this isn't something that just happens every day when you're babysitting. How many children were in the house at the time? They don't say. We don't even know if she was babysitting her nieces and nephews or her, you know, or somebody else. We have absolutely no idea. But following everything that's going on with, you know, her brother, it's it's not ideal timing for her. And personally, I I don't even really want need to see anything else in regards to this family. I just want them to all get the help that they need and maybe stop having so many children. I feel like 19 and counting can simmer down. Right. I mean, if they actually had 19 kids in the house and one happened to get loose, I actually could understand that. You know, because then at that point she has a daycare. She has a daycare. I love that you're actually like, we're talking about French bulldogs. We're talking about children. (laughs) Well, I mean, first of all, I wouldn't know, but are there usually locks on doors that are childproof? Or is there like a, like how high would you have to reach to be able to get to the door? You know what I mean? Was there like a door open? I feel like there are pieces of information that are missing. There are pieces of information are missing because she's not wanting to obviously be, be transparent about what exactly happened. Right. Um, that being said, one would imagine the ratio of how many kids you're supposed to watch, like in a daycare, one to how many. That's also it's like one to seven. I don't know what the ratio is, yeah. but it, let's say it was so many kids you couldn't manage. I, I just don't know that that's the case. Um but I do think this kind of public statement of that, like everybody's coming down on you, like, you know, that that is coming. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if I wonder at what point is it gross negligence or if it's just negligence? I mean, I'm sure she's beating herself up. Yeah, like, she has to be. You have I to mean, be. I mean, believe me. I mean, there's been times even just you're playing with your kids and they bump their head on something and I beat myself up like. Right. There's no, but this is definitely one of those things, especially if you're babysitting, you're getting paid to do a job like all hands on deck. Apparently, not to make this about me, but when I was one year old, (laughs) I was sitting in a chair and my mom said she left me for 30 seconds and I just fell right over face first onto the ground And she said when she came back into the room, she was mortified and she thought I was dead and I wasn't making any noise. I wasn't crying. (laughs) And then she picked that you're laughing during this is giving me (laughs) Well, I'm alive. Hello, obviously. unless I'm, you know, there was a switcheroo. But um and then she said she picked me up and I was just like, ha ha ha. (laughs) See, that seems believable. I mean, whatever was happening, just went. I think this explains a lot about me as a person. It completely makes sense. I mean, accidents do happen. I fell down the stairs in my walker when I was a little kid, you know, like your little baby walker. My head became huge. I had to go to the hospital. Accidents do 1 million percent happen. Yeah. So So we can give her the benefit of the doubt, but everything going on in the press right now, it's, it's tricky. Well, everything going on with Josh. Right. Who, you know, who's 33 and faces up to 20 years of imprisonment and up to $250,000 in fines for each conviction of receiving and possessing child sexual abuse materials. Um, That's really in the media right now. And of course, it should be. I mean, he also admitted in 2015 that he was having an unfaithful um, activity. I rephrase that very strangely, but he was unfaithful in his marriage and that he was addicted to porn. So, I mean, uh, it just this family is, is they need to stop having kids. I think, Teddy, that was the right move. I mean, now they are no longer on television. So that's that for sure. Part but is they are on news. television, just in a different circumstance. Correct. But they no longer have a reality television show highlighting mm-hmm. their life. No. Ugh. But yeah, the whole thing is very depressing. Um, I I just, I I don't, I think child pornography is so despicable and I don't imagine that he won't face life in prison. 
I hope that he does. I, I, I couldn't imagine any other result. To me, the, there's absolutely no excuse for that. Agreed. There's absolutely no Oh, We have to Ugh. take we have to take a little break, you guys. When we come back, we're going to talk about Lori Arnold. I, if you haven't seen The Queen of Meth, it is a much a must watch. All right, let's take a little break. When we come back, we'll discuss Lori. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Ocean by H10 Hotels and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. All right, guys, welcome back. And I have to say that my sleuthing this week has really been dedicated to Lori Arnold because I stumbled <laughs> across, I, across, I stumbled across, I stumbled across Queen of Meth and immediately I was hooked. Lori was born in 1961 in Iowa. She was raised by her dad and her stepmom along with six other siblings. One of the siblings happening to be celebrity Tom Alner. Tom Arnold, who is a uh, wonderful person, by the way, you know him, right? I know we should have had him on by the time she was 14. She was hanging around at the club where her mom worked and was addicted to alcohol. By 1985, she was married to the president of the Grim Reaper Motorcycle Club, Floyd Stockwell, and their young son. <laughs> and the drug dealing started out small, but it turned into a way to bring in some extra cash. And then the extra money Arnold says was able to help their friends who are in a tougher spot financially. Ultimately, she turns into the nickname Queen of Meth due to the large scale drug operation controlled throughout the 1980s. In 1989, the FBI arrested her, seized more than $10 million in assets. She was convicted of drug trafficking and money laundering and spent more than 15 years in prison. And I love that you said that you were hooked on this case because that's exactly what she would have wanted. She, but he, here's like the drug. hard part with watching. <laughs> did you watch uh, Queen of Meth or you just done your research online? I've done my research. Because when you're watching her, she's so likable. You almost forget that she was distributing meth to mass quantities because she's funny and she's, you know, you can tell... She, well, you would you start to believe that she's like remorseful, mm. like realizing what she did to her families and her friends by supplying, you know, meth. But she also went to prison and then came out and then tried to get sober and live the sober life and then was like working at Wendy's and at the meat place. And then she realized she missed it and went back to it and then got arrested again. Addiction so is really difficult. 
but not just the addiction to in a drugs. lot of different ways. I know Sorry. the addiction to making money, the addiction yeah. to making money. I feel like that was also the thing. And and she talks about a time when Tom and Roseanne Barr came to visit mm-hmm. and it was before he was sober and he was talking about it, too. And like Roseanne was at their parents house and he went over there and like did so much so many drugs that then he came back and he was not able to even move when he saw Roseanne. Like he was just in bed stuck, like uh, almost ODing. And that was the point in time when he decided, you know, well, Roseanne decided it was time for him to get sober. If, if he wanted to marry her. Yeah. I mean, she was making $200,000 a week. I mean, I might be a drug dealer for $200,000 a week. (laughs) inside voice again this is I, I mean i don't know what else to tell you i wish megalomania was one of my better qualities but it's just i don't have it unfortunately but not just that people were driving i mean across the country multiple times she even bought a car dealership in order to so they could drive different cars every single mm-hmm. time so that wasn't like red flag that the same car was driving from iowa to california to arizona to all these different places she bought and, multiple houses multiple bars all to funnel and try to clean the money and her and she was the brains of the entire organization and then her husband at one point like she also has a child might i add who they seem to actually still have a pretty good relationship he had to deal with such terrible fights between Lori and her ex-husband because he would go and use and then come back and shoot at them with a gun. They would like hide behind the car. I mean, this was just the way that they kind of grew up. And also this part that was really heartbreaking was this all kind of stemmed, you know, in my opinion, from their mother. I knew you were going to say from her childhood, but it's true. I mean, they grew up, they were living with the, the mother decided to give the kids to the dad. And then when they were around 12 or 13, the dad wasn't letting them party the way they wanted to. So they went and lived with the mother who was married six times. Mm -hmm. And then the mom treated them more like friends and wanted to party with them because she didn't want to, you know, party alone or she'd have them at the bar where she worked. And that's when they started drinking and using. And it's just, you know, I think it's hard for me because when your childhood starts out like that, it seems probably so impossible to get out. And the idea of being able just to make money and, you know, support your own family and your own friends probably seems pretty great and like it's not like i guess tom even called her and said this before she got arrested the second time and said i've been tipped off they're gonna arrest you again and she said go f yourself i think you know she was like 14 i think when she was hanging out at clubs with her mom where her mom worked and uh, her mom was an alcoholic and i think it's it's difficult when you grow up in a situation with alcoholism and addiction and you're living life in the fast lane before your brain has even fully formed because that becomes normal to you. Oh, speaking of, she also got married as a 14-year-old to somebody. <laughs> the president who... of the Grim Reaper Motorcycle No, a different person. She was who? married. Yeah, she was already married and he was, the mom had set them up. Ugh. It's just, and then he was, you know, essentially a pedophile. But if you go to a certain state, then you can write off and you're allowed to get married. And she married him for a year until, I mean, it's just so heartbreaking. Their entire story. But you guys. Well, she also tried meth as a kid. I mean. And it, it, it started out small, her drug dealing, as a lot of times it does before you realize you're addicted to it and the money's easy. And, you know she was just trying to bring in some extra cash. Um, It's just so heartbreaking. I mean, I do truly believe that this is the most 2021 story I've ever heard, you know, being the fact that they were calling her, what were they calling her? Um, Scarface in a skirt. Yeah. You know, it's like, why can't women be the face of crime? You know, it's our time. (laughs) 
when you say our um <laughs> I, I, I i honestly feel like one of these episodes we're going to be talking about something that you have done it's we're going <laughs> on that path. and and it'll just be breaking hearts dimitri <laughs> just kidding well, i'm 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 an open wound at this that's point <laughs> in positive news she now appears to be like doing well she's living a low-key life a yes. low-key life with her fiance She's saying, you know, he said she's paid her due. She has a blue collar job. Um, but you always wonder. I also think it's interesting that she's credited with bringing the drug to parts of the Midwest in this specific town, um, Ottawa. And I do think that the drugs would have probably gotten there without her, which is also what she claims as well. I mean drugs are going to show up anywhere there's nothing to do and where there's everything to do. So drugs are everywhere. I mean, trust me, I remember, you know, being in New York City as a kid and you couldn't walk below St. Mark's without seeing someone using heroin on the street corner. And now that area is like a playground, of course, and it's all NYU and it's completely different than it used to be. But you know, that was a very populated city. And then there was still a ton of drug use out in the open. And so in the Midwest, same thing was happening, except there's not as much to do. So more people were doing drugs. This this goes back to, Teddy, you said about the childhood and stuff. And this is probably going to sound sarcastic, but it's not meant to be. And I usually preface that because normally I am being sarcastic. But she she grew up with all that stuff that you described, right? But she found, like, she was smart enough she became his mastermind of the stuff. Now, can you imagine if she had a better upbringing and she had that those smarts and and that that thinking and and put it to something else? Mm. I mean, it's just like it's like that sliding doors thing. She went on one little this her childhood skewed, and then her whole life, even though she had qualities that that could be you know for success in this net, but it just went down the wrong path. Yeah, Dimitri, she could have been president. <laughs> I don't oh. think that. I don't think she, she's a much. really great organizer of people, places, money, and things. I, I think that's why they actually said that is because she was so smart. Not only was she so smart that she couldn't, she didn't even finish going to school because after she was married at 14, then she tried to go back to school. She took a year off to be married to this guy. And then after she got di divorced, she went back to school and tried. And she was so ahead of all of her peers that she was like, I can't do this. So she went and got her GED. And then that's when she started her career in this. And apparently she just was brilliant. Well, that's also a very common theme that people who are super intelligent, have very high IQs, have low EQs, or have a lot of mental illness. And it's obvious that she had an extreme business acumen and an extraordinary criminal mindset but you have to be a genius to be able to get away with a huge operation like that for so long while on drugs i mean hello <laughs> yeah i, I can I barely can't tie get away my with shoes anything after a glass and a half of wine imagine me <laughs> yeah yeah in the morning I, if i don't math. have if I don't have coffee i'm like <laughs> how do i tie my shoes it's the rabbit like loop de loop you tie the fact that you just showed us how to tie the shoes and you don't tie the shoes the same way that I do leads shows me how much younger you are. The fact that you do two loops, that's how my I son don't, does I it. I don't, I swear. I tie first blown. and then like, I do a loop uh, and then I do a loop. That, okay, so that I guess was I do a loop loop. Uh, but the part that also kind of made me sad is Lori's Lori ended up saying any kind of drugs are always going to show up. I never wanted to hurt anyone. It's yeah. all, it was all clean fun back then. And it's how I felt in the moment. We didn't see this, the harm in the way it destroys people the way you do now. And then they kind of show all of her friends that were destroyed by meth and their relationship that were destroyed by meth and their kids. And I mean, to me, meth, I mean, to anyone, I think meth is just so scary and frightening. And it's like fentanyl these days. Like it's so beyond. You never know what, what you're going to get. And it's just, <laughs> you know, it's interesting because as someone who has seen many people suffering from drug addiction, um, I've received 
a few amends in my life. And I think that (sighs) addiction at its core is really just part of feeling a rejection from your nuclear family and having this endless void that feels like it'll never be filled with anything and you replace it with anything more, 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 more of anything just to feel like you're loved. And it's really sad and it's really dark and it's a family disease. It's not just one person's problem because anyone who's around that person then suffers from whatever actions that person um, does. And I can empathize with addiction, you know, because I understand how hard it is to overcome it if possible um, and live with it. And then I I just, I feel bad for people who never get sober or don't want to. And, And I wish I didn't feel bad for them, but I just think that life can be so beautiful and that a lot of people let addiction ruin their lives. Yeah. And I think also, you know, a lot of people are self-medicating because it now I think people are talking about their mental health a lot differently than they were back when, you know, (laughs) she was the queen of meth. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's becoming more open in schools and it's more common and you start, you know, people are there and more of a community where you can open up and discuss if you're struggling in that way, or if you're struggling at home. Whereas before I just feel like everything was so hush hush and whatever, we'll just get through it. And then that's what ends up happening. There's just so much pain behind it and trauma. And I get that. And that makes me sad for people, but you know, it's interesting because addiction doesn't make someone a bad person. In this case, she also was a drug lord. (laughs) So that's a different situation. Um, But, you know, I think it's also interesting that she used a lot of the money for this like weird twisted philanthropy where she'd buy homes at auctions and fix them up and then use it as Section 8 housing to help people. I think ultimately she wants to be a good person. Mm -hmm. But I think sometimes your the way you were brought up or your past, it doesn't allow you to get out of your own way. But let's take a little break and then we'll come back and discuss Rachel Del Tondo. Fabulous. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 
What if we told you about a major breakthrough on awesome savings on all-inclusive beach vacays? OMG, this could break the case. Case? I'm talking about CheapCaribbean.com. It's full of hot savings. At CheapCaribbean.com, score an extra $175 off site-wide on vacations of four nights or more now through June 3rd. Swim up bar in Punta Cana or dip your toes in the sand on the shores of Cancun. We gotta take this show on the road. Start at CheapCaribbean.com. And welcome back to Real Time Crime. I hope you enjoyed the ad break. I know we did. You know, guys, I'm excited to talk about this new case because I'm sure that maybe this is the first time that people are hearing about it and I would like to shed light on it. So this case is about Rachel Del Tondo. And if you haven't heard about it, the breakdown is that 2018, Rachel Del Tondo, 33-year-old school teacher, she goes out for ice cream with friends, and that was her last night alive. She was dropped off in front of her home. Her friends saw her walk to the front door of her house. By the way, she did live with her parents. And then she was shot multiple times at close gun range and was killed. And her body was discovered at the foot of her driveway. So her parents believed that Sheldon Jeter Jr., a then 20-year-old former high school football star, was responsible for her death and for gunning her down at the foot of her parents' driveway. Now, there are a lot of other obvious details that we're going to get into, because he might not have been the only suspect, which is what the media would want us to believe. But also, you know, it seemed like a crime of passion. So we also had to look into her past a bit. So Rachel had an ex-fiance, Frank Catrapa. He was initially a person of interest. And it has been confirmed since that he's definitely not a suspect in the murder even though they had a tumultuous relationship. They were dating for five years, never got engaged. She gave him a couple ultimatums and deadlines. Finally, they got engaged in Paris, but then he asked her for a prenup and her family got very upset about this. And so they called the engagement off. And by the way, the five years they were dating wasn't all roses. It was very on again, off again. And so by the time the engagement was called off, Things got a little sticky, if you can imagine still dating someone who you are now not engaged to anymore goes. And again, there was lots of on again, off again business, lots of jealousy. And some people believed that Frank was involved with the murder. And that is something that that was that was something that was uh, said, but it is not true. Also, he had some sort of involvement in the police department. He was not part of the police, but he knew a lot of people there. And he was given a copy of the police report about the incident. And then days later, it was anonymously leaked to the public. Not about that incident. Days later, he was... Let's back this up, guys, so we don't get the thing. Um, Days later, it was leaked that she had been out and about with... Sheldon. Sheldon. That was my next sentence. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> I was like, hmm. you're like, um, pardon? Yeah. So she was in a car with Sheldon when she told him that they were at a Circle K and that the police only knocked on their door at 11 p.m. to see what was going on and that, you know, he had just reached out to her and needed someone to talk to. And at the time, you know, he was 17. But the police report read that the car was in an abandoned parking lot probably because they didn't want to get caught and that the windows had been steamed up and the passenger seat was reclined all the way back and that the police officers caught them at two in the morning. So that makes the story a little trickier. And that leads us into who is Sheldon Jeter? Well, First off, Sheldon Jeter is a star football player. He was everybody, you know, wanted to be him, date him. According to his his uncle, he was the man about town. I think what also we need to preface the friend 
that Rachel was out with to go get ice cream was 17 years old. She, I think, (laughs) just so we know, I think that she was infantilized because she still lived at home and was 33. And she said it was because she's quote unquote Italian and Italian families stick together until you're engaged and then you can leave the house or you're married. But I think if you never leave home, never live on your own and you literally stay in a high school mentality, especially because she was was a teacher. Exactly. So who knows what she was like in high school. Sometimes these people see it as a second shot. Maybe she wasn't dating the star athlete when she was in high school. And now she's still in that high school atmosphere, like you said. And here comes this situation. But also, I think when you start to see interviews with her mother, her Mm. mother was the one very against the prenup. And I mean, I can speak for I mean, I don't I may be different here, but I'm totally fine with a prenup. I believe that I mean, I, I could just from speaking from personal experience, when my husband and I are getting serious and we start talking about marriage. He was like, he, he came from nothing. His parents, you know, his dad was in prison. He got sent back to Columbia. Edwin, you know, essentially paid for his entire family from when he was 14 on. Mm. So when we met and started getting serious and he has a successful business, he was like, is there any way that you would ever sign a prenup? I'm so scared. I've worked my entire life that we'll be married two years and then you'll take everything from me. Like there's just this fear. And because he was vulnerable and shared it that way, I was like, absolutely. Like, I, I'm fine with that. And I I think that if, you know, even when the mom describes why she was excited that they got engaged, the reason she was excited was because it was a six carat diamond. Like the mom obviously Mm -hmm. had money on the brain. And then all of a sudden, after they break up, they're still hooking up her and Frank. Mm-hmm. And then she also not only is this happening in the car with Sheldon, then all of a sudden she starts allegedly hooking up with Sheldon's cousin. I Was it a half brother or cousin? Well, I think it ultimately they <laughs> ended up saying it was he wasn't actually family they just called him family oh god this is getting so dark but also on the night that she was with sheldon that is when frank was with some buddies watching football and there were the a lot Super of Bowl. girls there yes and there were a lot of girls there and it made her really uncomfortable so it seems like she was probably acting out And she also told her friend this and told her never to tell anyone. And she was so upset, but she didn't say the part about sexual activity. And to be clear, she didn't tell the 17 year old friend. She told her original friend that was her same age where they were all friends. When once Frank and Rachel started to like break up and be on again, off again for the, you know, Mm -hmm. 5,000th time, she Mm -hmm. started distancing herself from her, her friends from growing up. So, I mean, it's very interweb. It's so many different things, but I think ultimately she ended up losing her job because they s- allegedly the friend told Frank about what was happening with Sheldon. Frank got the information and then leaked it to her school. Right. They also said she had spent time in a mental institution. Three days. Come on. Anyone could do three days in a mental institution. It's a long <laughs> True. Weekend. I mean, also, I just want to be clear. I'm willing to sign a prenup for love. Good. But you know what? <laughs> I feel like that was an advertisement. But. Oh, there's a but. What's the but? No, no. I mean, if he's older than 70, I am not signing the prenup. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it's to each his own on wanting to sign the prenup, but I do think it should be up to the person actually getting married. She wanted to marry him and sign a prenup and her parents would not let her. And I would understand that had she been protecting her money, but her parents wouldn't let her because they wanted to ensure that she could have his money. I mean, granted, once you're married, it's your, our money, whatever it is. I mean, granted, I still have separate bank accounts from my husband, no matter how Which much apparently is the key to success as Barbara Streisand. It, I think it's actually wonderful because then we can make a choice. <laughs> I love that we're, is that what, Bar- what Babs does? 
Yeah, that's what so they do. Va- and she said that's the secret to their long marriage. Separate I, I, bank accounts. It's a game changer for us. Like we obviously have like the ones that we share for the kids and stuff, but being able to pick and choose what we want to invest in, spend our money on, all that type of stuff. It's key. I gotta say. I'm taking notes. But for my future of me and my 75 year old husband. Who I will not have a separate bank account with. Jar of money under the bed. Uh I can't. You right now you're just searching. You're she's on the webs over 70 looking for love. No prenup. Casting out a lot of lines here, seeing what we can catch. I might be over the hill for most of those guys. Maybe Frank is available. (laughs) Yeah, I should ask him. He seems like a great guy. Yeah. So that (laughs) there's an incredible 48. I love that I'm like incredible. There is a really good 48 hours on Rachel Del Tondo. I suggest that you watch it. And in closing, I know that we're running out of time, but should we just discuss the Scott Peterson of it all for a second? Wait, wait. Yes, we should. But also, I would like for the record to show that this past summer, Jeter was convicted of killing a different friend after a trip to, of all things, go get ice cream again. Oh, (laughs) wait. So literally, Rachel went to go get ice cream. It was closed, by the way. And then came home and was murdered. Then Jeter and his friend, who I guess he was living with at the time, they leave home together, go get ice cream, and only Jeter returns. And it was almost two years to the day after Rachel was killed that another trip for ice cream ended in death. And this time it was Tyrek Pugh, who Sheldon, I guess, considered family, but he murdered him. And they found a uh, more, gun. I mean, the they found the gun under his mattress. Ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, he needs like, honestly, he needs more friends that are diabetics. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, they found the, the murder weapon, his gun under his mattress. And when they examined the gun, they found the evidence from the crime scene and linked it to the weapon and said it was fired the rounds that was responsible for his friend's death. So this is how it's all coming unearthed. And I believe that they're going to find him guilty for the murder of Rachel as well. I believe so too. And you know what? You're right. Let's, um, let's head right into our final case. So Scott Peterson originally had the death penalty and now he has life in prison. So I feel like everybody knows the the backstory on this case. I mean, most everyone I know is obsessed. I've watched yeah. everything, read everything you possibly can. Also, Where if you're you- listening to our podcast, you like true crime. So you already know about this case. Well, right. Or you just what love are- us because we're so cute. But what are your <laughs> thoughts on switching it out from the death penalty to like, what do you think you should be punished for? So... I have to be honest. I'm not sure I've ever fully formed my thoughts on the death penalty. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about people playing God, but also like, who am I to say who can live and who can die? But, you know, there's a lot of people who think a life for a life. And that makes sense. Um, I just haven't really made up my mind on it. I think that, there is a different type of prison when you know that you're going to live forever in jail. Yeah. You know, that's a death of its own kind where you're just left with your thoughts and what you've done and thinking and trying to survive jail for the rest of eternity, knowing you'll never be able to leave. That sounds pretty horrible to me as well. Well, it's a prison of your own making. I think the part that's, you know, to my understanding is really hard is that the change for her family. Mm. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. to think one thing and then for it to shift to something else. And also just the heartbreaking nature in which the baby Connor was all of the things. It's just, I I mean, I went so deep down searching this stuff. I mean, I even found Amber Fry on Instagram. She's not even private. I, (laughs) I remember you sent her Instagram to the group chat. 
Thank you for that, by the way. Yeah, thank you. We needed it. You're welcome, you guys. She's on lots of yoga retreats. She's living her best. I mean, but it's traumatizing. It's also traumatizing to see how many murders there has been in Modesto. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because um, in the the Jeter situation, Rachel Del Tondo, you know, they already had eight unsolved murders in the city of Alquipa, Pennsylvania. It's it's interesting to see that there are always a bunch of murders happening in the same city. Yeah, because then it, you know, it gives you all of those other things to search. And then there was other women coming forward and saying that there was a cult after pregnant women. Do you do you ever wonder that if someone who likes to commit crime sees that there's a city that's not finding criminals that they move there? I don't know. I don't think they do I, enough uh, enough research like that. I think they just have their <laughs> they have their their oddities or their their psychoses or whatever. And they're like, they may find a town that's peaceful or they may find a town where it's easier or where there's Ugh. like you said, if if there's a certain type of person that they're going after. Well, so what do you guys think? Do you think that he deserves death penalty over life in prison? How do you feel about this decision? The part that really gets me is when he was having the affair with Amber mm-hmm. before Lacey ever went missing. I already know what you're going to say. Yeah. Go like on. before Lacey even went missing, he told Amber, I am so sad because this is my first Christmas without my wife. Mm-hmm. Two weeks later, she goes missing while she's at, while he's at her vigil or her candle lighting. He's talking to Amber and pretending he's in Paris. Like, it's just so. I don't know my opinion truthfully on the death penalty either, but I do know that switching it out so that the family was already at ma- possibly making peace with one decision and then having to switch to a new is probably heartbreaking for them. Heartbreaking. But. I don't know. Oh, this just in, Leah. Elizabeth Holmes has been cast and it's not us. Who is it? Amanda Seyfried. <laughs> you seem upset. They, they caught wind that you didn't, you weren't fully committed to your black turtle. Right? <laughs> and they bailed. They it wasn't us. It was not us. <laughs> Hulu's The Dropout first look and date announcement. Hulu has revealed a first look at the upcoming limited series, The Dropout, starring starring Amanda Seyfried and Naveen Andrews. I didn't even wait audition, till March but I should have just gotten it, you know? <laughs> Synopsis, money, romance, tragedy, deception. Sounds like all the things we like, you guys. Yeah, another yeah. crime. Ugh, another crime, another day. We're going to have to finish up for today. But next week, we are talking. I mean, we have to keep it the holiday spirit up. So we're going to be talking all things Christmas and New Year's Eve murders. If that we'll doesn't be sitting, sound jolly. Yeah, and we'll be sitting on Santa's lap, a.k.a. O.J. Simpson. <laughs> we'll have him on the pod to discuss if we can get a picture. Oh, my God. Hilarious. And just a little reminder, call us. We won't call you, but call us. You know, eight six six twenty one crime. It's eight six six twenty one crime. Eight six six twenty one crime. That's eight six six two one two seven four six three. Call us if you got any thoughts, feelings, questions, suggestions, comments, concerns. We won't listen to your concerns, but we'll listen to the comments if they're positive. We'll listen to everything. <laughs> Have a good week, guys. Love you guys. Bye. It's real time crime. It's real time crime. It's real time. I mean, is it actually real time crime? Are we solving anything? Or is that just a thing we say? It's a thing we say. Got it. Okay. See you next week for more real time crime only on iHeartRadio. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.
it. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the best all inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder. Or find a featured all-inclusive package to Ocean by H10 Hotels and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com.